Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Tell your neighbor, look at them and say, man, you're in the right place this morning. Amen. Tell them. <clears throat> if they're snoozing on you, if they're laying back, wake them up. Tell them. Say, man, you're in the right place this morning, man. I tell you, what a beautiful, beautiful day to be in God's house. I'm so glad you're here. And if this is your first time with us at Faith or New, we just want to tell you, man, we love you. We're so pumped and excited that God sent you here today. And so, Faith family, all of our first-time guests know you love them. So good, so good. Whether it's in-house, whether you're a part of our online family this morning, we're just glad you're here and uh, excited. Uh, we do have first-time couple with us as husband and wife, Patrick and Alicia. Would you guys wave at us, stand up, however you feel comfortable? Yeah, amen. First time together as husband and wife, as family in the house. So excited to have you here this morning. And so again, just make yourself at home, jump in, be a part of what God's doing here. Just don't observe it. And don't just sit back, but jump in and be a part of what he's doing here. I mean, he knows he's doing something special in this place. Amen. Amen. Well, I tell you, I'm excited you're here, and I'm looking forward to just jumping back in the Word with you this morning. We're in a series right now called Why. And uh, so uh, we're doing this. We're answering questions. We're, we're learning more about why we do what we do around here and why, again, you know, we're here, why you're here, why he's here. And I believe, again, just we're learning more about what God's called us into. And so I love it. One of the things he's called us into is worship. And uh, I, I love that. So today we're going to be talking about why worship. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if, if you realize this. You, you may or you may not. But, um, uh, you know, if you're new in church, maybe this is a new thing for you, and you think what we have here is everywhere, you're wrong. Amen. And, I'm, and that's not a knock on any place else, but what we have here in this house is something special in the area of worship. Are you thankful for our worship team? Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would you let them know that? I love that. I've been in places where uh, and around folks who have talent and, uh, and, again, giftings. And I'm thankful we have a team around here who has giftings and who has talents. Amen. It's so important. <laughs> you, you appreciate those things while you're hearing what's coming out. And uh, those things are important to you. Amen. But I love what else carries and goes with them. They have a heart for worship, and they have a desire to do that, and, uh, and, and I've been in places, again, have the heart, but not the gift, and uh, again, I've seen these things come together, but what I love, I guess, there's, I love threes, amen, I know you know, I'm about threes, I love this, they also have an anointing that rests upon them, I'm talking about yoke destroying, burden removing kind of anointing that sits on this team, and so I love that about them, and so uh, if you may or may not realize this, but um, our, our son, uh, Adam, is our uh, worship and creative pastor around here, yeah, Amen. Let him know you think he's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I love this about him. We've been able to, and special parents, you understand this, is when you see a child step into giftings, we've been able to watch that happen in our kids' lives and continue to see that unfold. And so it's just a special thing. And so I've been able to watch all three of those areas 
in my son's life. The giftings increase, the heart for God increase, and anointing that just rests upon him. And so I, I, I don't think there's anybody else in the room could do a better job in talking about why worship today than our very own Pastor Adams. Come on up, bro. If you wouldn't share today, why worship, why we do what we do, man. I love you, bro. Share this thing, son. Share your heart, dude. What up, y'all? Oh, man. It's good to be here today. I cried a lot first service. I did. Yeah, you, you don't have to agree that easily. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I got it all out. Goodness gracious, it was a rough one, but we made it through. Um, yeah, again, my name's Adam. Um, I have the <laughs> first one. Um, I have the incredible honor to lead this team that was up here today. Um, been a part of a lot of teams. Um, none of them have been as easy to be a part of as this one. Um, wow, it's just it, it is it's it's crazy. Um, and I've I've shared this in meetings, and I've shared this with my parents. But my mom has been doing this thing for a long time, and I've had um, the privilege to serve underneath her and to serve underneath my father. I'm going to have those great examples. And we're seeing these things come to pass. We're seeing this great team who comes up and flows. And I just get to stand there. I just get to stand there and enjoy it. There's been times where I was like having to go like work on a Sunday or something like that. And I was so worried about what was going to happen in here. You know what I mean? Or I was going to go on vacation, take a week off. And I was so worried about what was going to happen. But I never have to do that because we've got such a great team. Let's just give it up for them one more time. Holy smokes. Wow, so, um, yeah, I, I, I came into this thing, uh, you know what, that was kind of funny, y'all kind of sounded like a, like a clap track, like, on a sitcom, <laughs> like, everybody was like, and it, like, immediately stopped, that was funny, sorry, I, I just realized that, um, but yeah, so I kind of came into this whole, like, leading worship thing, as, as a lot of people do, um, it's just loving music, right, you know what I mean, I was like, I love music, I love Jesus, you know, like, that was, I can kind of do both, right? Like, you know, I can, I can get in this place and do this thing. But it did start from a place of music for me. It didn't start from a place of wanting to honor God. Um, it's a scary place to be. But what, I, what happened is, is I would say uh, when, I was, when I was younger, there was, there was this time when we were in youth in the back room back there um, where the kids are at right now. And um, we were singing the song, You Won't Relent. And the lyrics to that, the main lyric to that song is, you won't relent until you have it all. And <laughs> that, that song, it took a lot because, you know, like I was just wanting to learn how to play piano. I was wanting to sing, you know, I was like, come on, throw me in, Chris. Let me, let me sing with you, you know, and I, that's all I wanted. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to lay my life down. I didn't want to give God everything. You know what I mean? I just wanted to have a good time and somebody to pat me on the back and say, good job afterwards. And and this is the thing, when I heard those lyrics, you won't relent until you have it all. You won't stop until you've got everything. Not you'll stop once you get a pretty lyric. You'll stop once you get a cool guitar lick. You'll stop once this. No, you won't relent until you have every single part of my life. And so that changed everything for me. That changed everything for me, knowing that I had to lay my life down if I wanted to see that glory, you know? So we're going to jump into the word here. Um, I almost forgot at first service. I'm not forgetting it now because I'm not crying. What's up? Um, but if you have the version app, the Bible app, it's really easy to find. Literally just search Bible, B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. Search it. You know what I'm saying? So search that. We're going to jump into Psalms 149. If you go to more than events, you'll see faith renewed right there. Real easy. 
You can follow along. We got notes. We got everything. All right. Psalm 149, if you got it, say amen. Sounded like my dad. All right. Here we go. Psalm 149 in the English Standard Version. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of the godly. Let Israel be glad in his maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the humble with salvation. Let the godly exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their beds. Let's pray together. God, we just thank you for this time together. Um, We thank you for this incredible time of praise and worship that we had this morning. Um, We just... We're going to make the conscious decision not to take it for granted this morning. Not to take it for granted because it's a holy moment and it matters. So this moment right now, we commit our focus to you and we're ready to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, let's do this thing. We're going to go to Psalm 96. It says, oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all little G gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Let's read that again. Verse five, for all the gods of the people are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. So that says right there, anything that we could put before him, anything that we have have loved, anything that we've decided to put value on, whether it's money, whether it's even a television show, whether it's whatever, all of it's worthless idols. So that gets us to point number one, and that's God is worthy of our worship. Why worship? Because God is worthy of it. And it's as simple as that. When you place value on something and you know that something's worth something, you begin to talk about it a lot more. You begin to think about it a lot more. So when we come to this realization that all the other gods of the peoples are worthless idols, and that we come to this realization that the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and that he's worthy of our praise, uh, something begins to shift in that, right? So when we know he's worthy, we're gonna worship. That's point one, God is worthy of our worship. Let's go to Psalm 40 in the Passion Translation. I'm gonna try to smoothly open up my water bottle this time. Y'all didn't even see that. Uh, (laughs) Psalm 40. um, I waited and waited and waited some more, patiently knowing God would come through for me. Then at last he bent down and listened to my cry. He stooped down to lift me out of danger from the desolate pit I was in, out of the muddy mess I had fallen into. Now he's lifted me up into a firm, secure place, and steadied me while I walk along his ascending path. A new song for a new day rises up in me every time I think about how he breaks through for me. Ecstatic praise pours out of my mouth until everyone hears how God has set me free. Many will see his miracles. They'll stand in awe of God and fall in love with him. He's so worthy, amen? 
and I think that kind of that kind of brings us to another point here is is God is worthy, obviously, but when is he worthy? Anybody know the answer? That's cool. I like that. That's a good answer. God is worthy all of the time. He's worthy all the time. He's worthy when it's easy. He's worthy when it's hard. He's worthy when you feel like it. He's worthy when you don't. So we don't choose when we're going to sing a new song to him. We don't choose when we're going to give him praise and we're going to give him worship. We have to live a life laid down. None of it matters if we're not living a life dead down. A cool song doesn't matter if we're not living a life laid down. None of it matters. None of it matters if we're not living a life laid down. So I'm going to read that verse again. A new song for a new day rises up in me every time I think about how he breaks through for me. So like I said, when you put worth on it, when you put worth on it, you begin to think about it a lot more. Ecstatic praise pours out of my mouth until everyone Here's how God has set me free. Many will see his miracles. They'll stand in awe of God and fall in love with him. We worship because he's worthy of everything. Worship is so important. But we have to understand what true worship is, right? We, we go through this thing, and if you've been in church a while, you've heard the term a bunch. We say it here. We're going to enter into a time of praise and worship. But those can, those can be two separate things, right? So let's dig into that a little bit. We, we say praise and worship, but praise can kind of be a bunch of things, right? Like I, I said this first service, I know I said I wasn't going to say that, Dad, but I am. But I can, I can praise my wife when she makes me a good meal. You know what I'm saying? And she does it often. She's really good at it. And I can praise my mom saying, you did such a good job today, good leading, because she did such a wonderful job this morning, amen? Amen, yeah, y'all can clap for that. That's good stuff. And I can do that. But worship is reserved only for God. You know, praise, and, and, and in the word, it, des- the, it describes praise as this thing, you know, as, as just like lifting up or exalting, or, you know, just like, like recognizing that this, this thing has been good or whatever it is. But worship is so much more than just praise. Worship is reserved only for God. And worship is more than a song. Worship is a life laid down. Worship is a life laid down. And it's as simple as that. We can try to get around it and we can push to these other things and we can try to make it work in our favor and make it easy for us. But worship is a life laid down. It's not a Sunday morning. It's not a Wednesday night. It's none of those things. Worship is an everyday decision to say, Jesus, you are worthy. You are worthy of my yes now. You are worthy of my yes tomorrow. You're worthy of my yes after that. Everything, everything has to be laid down or none of it matters. Worship is a life laid down. If I come on Sunday morning and I I give it everything I got, that's great. I think God loves it. I think God loves it. But if I leave the same way and I do things the same way, nothing's gonna change. Nothing's gonna change. If I don't change, if I don't make that decision, nothing's gonna be different. So here we are. Um, In Luke 19, Jesus says it like this. If these don't cry out, the rocks will. Because he's worthy. You know, if we don't give him praise, the earth's going to, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm gonna read this quote from J. Oswald Sanders. Um, It says, it is impossible for a believer, no matter what his experience, to keep right with God if he will not take the trouble to spend time with God. Spend plenty of time with him, let other things go, but don't neglect him. Let me read it again. It is impossible, not hard, 
not just like you may have to work a little bit, but it's impossible for a believer, no matter what his experience, no matter how long he's been in church, no matter if he's a pastor's son, no matter if he's been in it since he was in the womb, it doesn't matter. No matter what his experience, no matter what somebody's handed to him, it doesn't matter unless he spends daily time with God. You can't keep right with God if you don't trouble to spend time with him. And then it says, spend plenty of time with him. Let other things go, but don't neglect him. Nothing else is worthy of our worship. Other things are cool. I like other stuff. You know, I love music, like I said. But nothing is worthy of our worship like God is. And, and, we, and we get to this point where we, we're like, well, I'm coming on Sundays and we're, and we're having all these great moments, right? You know, like everything's really good. Um, I, I like it when they sing a song that wasn't planned. It feels good. It feels like something's happening in the room. But we don't get to those moments just because we decide to sing a bridge the other, like another time. We don't get to those other moments just because we're like, you know, we get there because we've got people on the stage. We've got people in this church that are living a life laid down and they're living committed they're living committed to praying and interceding on behalf of everybody that walks in this building to say, I want there to be a crazy new encounter of God that we've never seen before. And that's when that stuff happens. That's when stuff starts to shift. When we live that life laid down, when we live the life laid down, things begin to shift, things begin to change. And that's when true worship happens. Romans 12, you guys with me? Come on. Romans 12 in the Passion says, beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Verse two says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you wasn't ready, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. I know it's a long one, but we're going to read it again because I feel like some people didn't get it. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To, to surrender yourselves to God as sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness. Not choose holiness when we're in a church building. Not choose holiness when we're around our church friends and we're scared they're gonna say something to us about something, but live in holiness. Stay in holiness, be in holiness, and then you will experience all that delights his heart. When you're living in true communion with a life laid down, living in holiness, a life consecrated to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, you will experience all that delights his heart for this for living in holiness, for living a life laid down, for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Everything has to change. When you don't have Jesus, everything's messed up. Everything's gonna be out of order when you don't have things right at the top. It's never gonna be in order until it's in order. It, <laughs> it sounds like an easy way to say it, but it's not in order till it's in order. So be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total, a complete reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Glory to God, that's good stuff. Point two, 
Worship changes us. Worship changes us, and we, we, we've been talking about it. And, and, the, and that's why I wanted to, to take the distinction between like what praise and worship is. Like Praise is good, and it blesses God. It blesses God. But worship, a life laid down, is what truly changes you. But here's the thing. If you place your values on other things, it can change you in an instant. Psalms 115, if you guys want to go there with me, verses 4 through 8. Verse 4 says, Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths but do not speak, eyes but do not see. They have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell. They have hands but do not feel, feet but do not walk. I know that's a lot. And they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. I think that's really important to grab that. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. And, and sometimes it's easy, you know, like if we, we've conformed to the culture and, you know, we've, we've, we've pushed to go towards these things, you know, it's easy to say, well, they, they did this. I didn't do this. I just kind of like fell in line. You know what I mean? Like this isn't really my fault. This is just kind of the way the world is. Um, not what the word says. It says those who make them become like them, great. So do all who trust in them. So if we're trusting in the things of this world, if we're placing value and worth on the things of this world, we're going to become like the world. Every time we become what we worship. We become what we worship. So what are you worshiping? Point three. Worship is what we were created for. So why worship? We got point one, God is worthy of it. Point two, worship changes us. Three, why worship? Worship is what we were created for. It's what we were created for. I'm gonna read a couple of verses here um, that kind of talk about that and um, that back up that point. And, and, and it, says, it says in Isaiah 43, 21, it says, the people whom I formed for myself that they may declare my praise. And then in John 4, 23 and 24, but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And then lastly here, it says Isaiah 43, verse seven, says everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. So if you've ever been in a place where you're wondering what your purpose is, or you're wondering like what you were created for, and um, I serve in the youth with Pastor Bill. Pastor Bill's awesome. Can y'all give him a, a hand clap? He's the best, man. Look at him all handsome over there. But I, get, I, I have the privilege to serve with him. And, and, you know, we talk to these kids and everybody's, you know, like at the end of high school, they're kind of like wondering, like, what's my purpose? Like, what am I supposed to do with my life? And, and sometimes we do that. Sometimes we get into asking those questions, but sometimes we ask the questions to the, the wrong person, you know what I mean? Or we look for it in the wrong places. When we know what we were made for and we step into that purpose and we step into that calling, everything else kind of falls into place. Sometimes it's hard, I know. 
but everything else is revealed to you when the Father's ready, when you step into your purpose and you step into what you're made for. Isaiah 43, seven, again, says everyone, not just some people, not just worship leaders, not just pastors, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. He created us for his glory. He didn't create us just to come down here and have a good time. He didn't create us to um, exalt ourselves and, and, and do what we wanna do. He created us for his glory. Worship is what we were created for. We have to step into that purpose. We have to step into that purpose. There's a peace and there's a security in knowing what you were created for. Amen. You know, when you're kind of wandering around, I mean, I know like if you're in between jobs or whatever it is, you, you kind of feel like you're, you're not sure like what you're going to do. You know what I mean? And, and nothing feels secure. Nothing feels secure in that way. But there's a peace and there's a security in knowing what you were created for. I'm here to tell you today. You were created for worship. You were created for worship. When you know that and you step into that, there's a peace that comes. There's a peace that surpasses all understanding. There's a peace and there's just like a love that you feel that you can't explain. Right, so when that comes in and you step into that purpose, you're gonna know. When you're in daily communion with someone, you tend to know them, right? Can we say that? When you're in daily communion, you're talking to somebody, you begin to look like them, you begin to sound like them, all those things. And the Lord is secure in who he is, I think we can say that. And so when we worship and we step into that thing, there's a peace and a security that comes because we know who we are. We're made for worship and it's found in him. I'll tell you guys a story before we close here. Um, this is about a young guy who I uh, met doing a worship retreat in Georgia. And this is a couple years ago. And um, was just going to help out a friend, you know, didn't think anything of it. And um, the first night, it was like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday type thing. And the first night, you know, afterwards, you know, I was going around to all the youth and I was talking to him. I was like, hey man, how you doing? You know, it's good to meet you. And I walk up with this one kid how many of you have ever like walked up to someone and met them and introduced yourself and you got more than you bargained for, right? You're just looking for a, yeah, man, it's good to see you tonight. God bless you. Have a good day. But no, this kid, I said, hey, buddy, how you doing, man? It's good to see you. And he said, oh, man, I'm just so good. I'm so happy to be here. I love you, man. And I'm like, dude, I love you too, bro. I'm glad you're here. And so like, you know, like I talked to him about like all this stuff. And so playing in a band and, and, and doing this kind of stuff that, that we do, people that also do the same thing, they like to ask questions. They like to say, hey man, how'd you get that keyboard sound? How'd you get that? How'd you get your piano to sound like that? I love answering those questions. Um, but the whole weekend, this kid was just following around. Like he was attached to the hip and he was just following me. And so I was just like, man, what do I do? You know, like it's Friday afternoon. I'm like, man, I got to keep this up. We got to, we, <laughs> I got a kid following me around. And so I'm uh, like talking to this kid all week and all he's, he's just like, man, do you play guitar too? All this stuff. And, and you know, like we're going and we're talking about this stuff and it's great. I'm having a great time with him. And I believe it's Saturday. And uh, we enter into like a time of worship in like our afternoon session. And this kid obviously still comes up and talks to me afterwards and we're talking, we're hanging out and stuff like that. And he just seems a little different. And so I'm like, okay, he's not talking quite as much and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm talking to him and, and, and he signs up for this class. We're at, at the end of the week, we were kind of doing this class where he kind of like trained some of the youth up for their youth band, all that fun stuff. And um, being a keyboard player, is kind of the lamest instrument. 
and nobody really cares. <laughs> That's my wife. She's okay. Um, <laughs> but nobody ever comes to my classes. Like if I like walk past, like there's always like five or six kids in the guitar class. They're like, yes, capos. And like, I'm just like, no, like this is really cool. I promise. I promise it's cool. Love me. And I, I, I only ever have like the most pre- pre- like people that I've ever had sign up for our class that I've done has been two. So if that tells you anything, but this weekend, it was just the one young man that I was hanging out with all weekend. And the time that we set aside, you know, the whole weekend was like, like kind of leading up to this moment. Like he gets to ask me whatever he wants. I can show him all the stuff that like I've set up on that cool computer and all this, all this, whatever. And like, that's what he's wanted to ask me all weekend. And we get to this moment after he's had this encounter with God and he doesn't ask me a single thing about how this music sounds and how I get to do this and how this, he doesn't ask me those questions anymore because he's had an encounter with God. And he was talking to me. He said, listen, man, he said, you know, I, I like to play in this uh, like band with my, my friends from school and I, I have a really good time with it and we like doing all this stuff and I like doing it. He said, but I was supposed to be like singing and like, I just don't think I'm gonna do it anymore. You know, I think I'm gonna quit. I just, I don't know, man. It's just, it just I, I feel so insecure when I sing and all this stuff. And I was like, man, I was like, you know, just trying to encourage him. And we were talking and, and he goes, but tonight, Tonight, when we were in worship, I had several people sitting around me. Usually I'm real quiet. You know, usually I don't really want people to hear me. But tonight I didn't care. Tonight I didn't care what it sounded like. Tonight, I just wanted God to know how I felt about him, you know. And this little boy, he was like 12, 13 years old. He, he was so insecure in everything about himself. He was so insecure. But when he realized who it was all about, a security came, a peace came. So when he realized who the worth was supposed to be like set on and who the attention is supposed to be set on and who the focus is for, he came to a realization that he was secure and he'd found his purpose. And his purpose was to worship King Jesus. His purpose was to live a life laid down. His purpose was to never go back to the way that he was. His purpose was to love unconditionally. His purpose was to give everything that he had, even when it was tough, even when he was a little sleepy, even when he was hungry, to give everything that he has to God because he's worthy. And he stepped in that purpose. And I could have sworn to you, I was talking to a different kid. Like I was talking to a different kid because he found out what his purpose was. So what my challenge is to you today, are you walking in your purpose? And I'm not talking about, do you think you're supposed to be a a doctor? Do you think you're supposed to be a therapist or whatever these things are? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking in the simple purpose of what you were created for, what you were made for. And what you were made for was worship. What you were made for was to give God glory. That's why he formed you. That's why he made you. That's why he knew you before you were in your mother's womb. He made you for this purpose. Will you stand with me? Jesus, Lord, we thank you that you've never made it more clear 
it's as simple as this. We've tried to look different ways. We've tried to make it more complicated than it is. We've tried to think that we know what's best. We've tried to think all these different things, but Lord, you've never made it so clear as you did in Isaiah 43, 7, that everyone who's called by your name, that you created for your glory, and you formed and made. It couldn't be more clear that our purpose, that everything we were meant for is found in you. Everything that we were created for is, is it comes and we realize it when we worship the name of Jesus. When we give glory to God for what he's, he's deserving. If you wanna close your head or close your eyes, how about that? Oh man. We're getting serious for a second, never mind. Now, if you want to close your eyes, bow your head. Thank you, Jesus. Close your eyes and bow your head. I'm just going to ask you a couple questions. Are you walking in true communion with Jesus every day? Are you living a life? In true surrender, are you living a life laid down? And are you walking in your purpose? I'm gonna ask those again, just because I know it's a couple questions. Are you walking in true communion with Jesus every day? Are you living a life in true surrender? And are you walking in your purpose? And and it's kind of a a trick question a little bit because if you can't answer yes to questions one and two, you can't answer yes to the third one. So my challenge for you today is to step into what you were created for. We know what we were created for, that was to give God glory, that was to give him honor. So as we worship in closing today, that as we come together as a body again, that we can step into this place and we can worship our God together, but let it not end here. I'm challenging you not just to sing a little louder today. I'm challenging you not just to like say yes when a bunch of other people are saying yes in the room. Yeah, it's cool, but when you can't say yes outside of this room, it doesn't matter. So I'm challenging you to make a life change, a conscious decision to say yes to Jesus every single day of your life. God, we thank you. We thank you for making it clear what we were made for. I thank you for not keeping us guessing I thank you for not keeping us waiting. I thank you that you love us enough and you care for us enough to lay your words out and your will for our lives completely in the Bible where we can turn to and we can see what you've said about us and we can see what you've set for us and we step into that purpose today and we start with a simple act of worship. Now, if you feel like you wanna respond to this call, I'm not gonna ask that you raise your hand. Um, I'm not gonna ask that you do anything crazy specific. If you'd like to come down front, um, 
I think some special stuff happens down here, but I think some special stuff can happen at your seat. But here's the thing. Today, it starts with an act. Today, it starts with an act, but it only comes to fruition. It only matters when it starts with an act, but it ends with a lifetime of laid down worship. So Jesus, today, we lay our lives down. We lay our preferences down. We lay our emotional feelings down of of whatever it may be that's holding us back from you. We lay it all down at your feet and we give you true unrivaled worship, unrivaled devotion. We thank you. Pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's worship together. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org. Thank you.